Welcome to the Word of Life Center podcast. It's our desire that today's message would equip and empower you to see the Word of God bring life to your life. I just wanted to share something with you that, that, um, that it really felt like God's been, and the Holy Spirit's just been stirring in my heart as we've been coming up to this worship night. You know, I, I'm around people a lot, and I'm around a lot of Christians, and, and I hear a lot of Christians talk about just where they are. And one of the things that I see and I sense is, is that a lot of believers today are frustrated. Just frustrated. They're frustrated because they're trying really hard trying really hard they're working really hard and and i'm not just talking about moving forward and gaining ground in their job and their workplace i'm talking about spiritual movement and spiritual progress and it's like and even even in their emotions it's like it's like the harder they try the worse it gets the more they try to dig out of that spiritual hole that they're in it seems like the deeper that it gets. Some seem like they're just stuck in a holding pattern. You know what that is? It's like a holding pattern. Sometimes planes, they'll, they'll, they'll get in a holding pattern and all they do is just fly around in circles. They're flying. They're moving. But they're just going, they're just going in circles. So there's very, very little progress. I just hear it a lot frustration it's almost like it's almost like to the point of hopelessness as far as spiritual progress and God moving in their life is this is this striking a chord with anybody here the harder you try the the, the worse and, and it, it almost it's almost like Christians are exhausted They're spiritually drained. They're emotionally drained. They're spiritually exhausted. They're emotionally exhausted. It's just like, God help me. I want you to listen to an Old Testament promise that God gave his people. I want you to listen to an Old Testament promise that God gave his people. It's Isaiah 40, 30, and 31. It says, even very young men get tired and become weak, and strong men trip and fall. Look at verse 31. But they who wait upon the Lord will get new strength. (laughs) They who wait upon the Lord will get new strength. They who wait upon the Lord. Listen to me. Please listen. They who wait upon the Lord will get what? New strength. How many could use some new strength? Not some old stuff. Not some spare stuff. Not some stuff that leftover stuff. But some new, fresh, good strength. 
Come on now. This is the promise. Why, why would God speak to his people? Why would God say, look, those who, those who wait upon the Lord will get new strength. Here's the reason. They were depleted. They were frustrated. They were exhausted. They had been working so hard and, and they were running and they were getting tired and they were moving, but they weren't making progress. So God says, here, here, listen, guys, listen, listen, slow down, slow down, stop, listen, they who wait upon, this is God talking, me, I'm going to give them new strength. Watch what happens. Look at what this new strength does. And they will rise up. Now pay close attention to these next few pieces of the promise. They who receive, wait on the Lord, and they receive this new strength. They will what? Rise up. They will what? Rise up. They will what? They're going to rise up. What does that mean? It means exactly what it says. It means those who wait upon the Lord and they'll experience and they'll receive this new strength that he has placed for in place for them, that their life will take a new trajectory and leave some of the old, tired, worn out, hopeless places, leave them in its place and tra- that trajectory will take them to a new place in God. Is there anybody here tonight that could use a new trajectory? And, 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 and it didn't say, listen, it doesn't say that they might. It doesn't say that it's possible. It says that they will. They're going to rise up. They're going to rise above. They're going to have upward tra- trajectory. They're going to have progress in their life. It's going to be progress. The next thing he says is this. The next thing he says is this. They who wait upon the Lord will get new strength. And it says they'll also, they'll run. Watch this. But they won't get tired. How many could use some of that? Progress, listen to progress, but it doesn't exhaust you. You're, you're, you're moving forward. Is there anybody here that can say, God, I I need some strength because I need to move forward emotionally. I need to move forward spiritually. I need to move what? Forward. I've got to have some progress. God, I need some help. And again, he says, they will run. Not get tired. Watch this. The next one is, they will walk. They will. Not maybe. They what? They They will walk but they're not going to become weak again what progress in other words here's here's basically what God's saying I'll give you the strength to get you moving again if you'll just stop stop and be still for a little bit and it's not just wait like okay God I'm waiting actually in the Hebrew it means to trust him to stop Quit trusting in your own efforts. Quit trusting in your own gifts. Quit trusting and start trusting in Him. Trust in Him. He'll give you new strength, upper trajectory. There'll be motion. There'll be movement. Now, let me take you over to a New Testament promise. This is really good. New Testament promise. Romans 8, 14 says, All who are led 
by God's spirit are God's sons and daughters. And when you read that, you think, Pastor John, that's not too encouraging. I mean, it's great that I'm God's child and he's going to lead me by the Holy Spirit. Lead me and I'm his child. That's great. Well, let me unpack this a little bit. Let me unpack this. Is anybody interested in, 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 in what God's saying right now? Anybody interested? Romans 8, 14. All who are led by God's spirit. Everybody say spirit. Let me unpack this a little bit. The word spirit in the New Testament, when it's capitalized, it's talking about the spirit of God. But in Greek, it's also the word pneuma. Pneuma. Matter of fact, we are getting ready to do a new series coming up here. It's going to be just in a few weeks, a few short weeks. And it's called Holy Who. And guess who we're going to be talking about? The Holy Spirit. You know why we're saying holy who? Because a lot of believers today, they know about the Father, they know about the Son, but they don't know about the Holy Spirit. And how many knows that the Holy Spirit doesn't need to be sitting on the sidelines in our life? He doesn't need to be a silent partner. He needs to be active and moving in our life. Can somebody say amen to that? So when you talk about the Holy Spirit, the word spirit there, it's the word pneuma, and it, and it means a, a current of air. It means a strong uh, breeze. It means a wind. I say wind. So there, there's something about wind that's interesting. Uh, wind is unseen. And so is the Holy Spirit. He, he's, he's unseen in form, but he's not un- unseen in influence. In other words, you can see the, you might not can see the wind actually blowing. The wind's been blowing the last few days. If you notice that, you might not can see the wind itself blowing, the molecules blowing of air blowing. But you can look at the trees and you go, you can go, the wind is blowing because it's having an effect. Wind's blowing. The Holy Spirit, He has, He has the effect. One of the ways that He affects our life is, is that He's a wind. Now hold on to that thought. Look at another word. All those who are led, the word led there simply means the word, Greek word, ago. Listen to this. This is, this is really cool. The word ago means to lead by laying hold of and this way to bring to the point of destination. That the Holy Spirit, his role is the wind in our life and he, he, he creates and he helps us with, with, with that wind in, his, in, in our life and, but, but here it says the Holy Spirit specifically when we're led it's like he's not blowing us in, in a direction that's aimless but there's a specific point that he's blowing us and moving us towards I'll give you a bit of a history lesson here maritime history there was a, an, a period of time called the age of sail it's from like 1570 to like 1820, 1850 maritime, ocean, crafts it was known as the, the age of the sail it was during that time that, that, that boats and ships and captains and crews they depended on the wind to feel their sails because whenever the wind blew there was movement Follow this. Whenever the wind blew, there was movement. So they depended on the wind in order to move. Also during that time, and it's still present today, there's a, there is a, a place on the, in the oceans. It's on the equator. It's called the doldrums. 
the doldrums. And the, the doldrums are where the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans meet. And, and when you're in that place in the doldrums, if we were in that area where the, 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 the Atlantic and the Pacific Oceans meet, if you're there at certain times, uh, what happens is, is that the, the, the Atlantic winds and the Pacific winds, they cancel each other out. And there's no currents in this area called the doldrums. So during the age of the sail, captains of ships, crews of the ship wouldn't dare venture into those areas. Because they knew if they got in the doldrums, that there would be no movement. There would be no progress. Because for days, weeks, and even months, the wind would not blow. And many that got into the doldrums never got out. There were some that got in the doldrums and and they would literally have emotional breakdowns from the stress of being in a place where they had no hope, where there was no movement doldrums you've ever heard it's a it's a common word that we use today right you've heard people say well they're in the doldrums you know what that means they're feeling low or the economy is sort of in a doldrum in other words there's no movement that's where that word comes from listen very closely the holy spirit lives in you the holy spirit the holy pneuma lives in you and one of the effects he has is he's like wind he's like wind and he is the guarantee that when we get in the doldrums of life that we don't have to stay there because he will fill our sails and take us to a appointed destination which is in the will of God which is in the peace of God which is in the joy of God we don't have to live in the doldrums We don't have to live in the place where there is no movement, where there is no progress, because He is the wind for ourselves. Ladies and gentlemen, we don't have to stay there. We don't have to stay in a place of frustration where we're constantly saying, God, why don't you move in my life? And He lives in you. He lives in you. Let let me, I don't think you guys get it. I said to this side over here, he lives in you. The wind, the Holy Spirit, he lives in you. I got to go to this side and say, he lives in you. If you're born again, he lives in you. You don't have to live in the doldrums. I got to go over here and tell these guys. Matter of fact, I, I will get up on a chair. You don't have to live in the doldrums. You don't have to stay there. No, the Spirit of God lives in you. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now now listen to me. You listen. 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 But here's the thing. You got to raise the sails. You got to raise the sails. I didn't get a big shout out of that one. Let me stand up over here. You got to raise the sails, ladies and gentlemen. He'll blow if you raise the sails. I'm going to tell them. I I don't want these guys to feel left out. Hey, listen. You got to raise the sails. He lives in you. But you got to raise the sails. You got to raise the sails. You got to say, God, I'm going to get the sails up. And and I'm going to get the sails. 
emotional gimmick. This is not some kind of an emotional moment. This is truth. This is truth for a believer. It's our, it's our God-given right not to live in the doldrums. But we're hopeless. We don't have to live there. But we got to get the sails up. We, we got to choose and say, I'm, I'm just not living this way. I'm going to get my sails up. And I believe the Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit, He just begins to blow. And there's an appointed destination. There's an appointed because He's, we're led. Children of God are led. A go. A go. Somebody say, I'm about to a go out of these doldrums. I'm about to uh, go out of these place of frustration. Listen, because as long as you stay in the doldrums, you're going to stay frustrated. As long as you stay in the doldrums, you're going you're to be depleted of joy. Any kind of spiritual uh, energy and power and, and hope, it's just not going to be there. But the moment you say, God, I'm raising my sails. I'm raising my sails. And, and I'm coming out of this thing in the name of Jesus. I am coming out. Hallelujah. Now, and here, here's the challenge with some folks. Some folks are like, I heard that before. Yeah, I've heard that before. You probably have. You probably have. And we're thankful for what God has said in the past. But I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for what he's saying right here, right now, on the first Wednesday night of the, of, of the month. Say, God, I'm raising the sails. Isaiah 40, those who wait, I'm going to raise my sails. I'm going to raise my sails. Thanks for listening to the Word of Life Center podcast. You can connect with us on Facebook and Twitter or at our website, wordoflifecenter.org.